0: Welcome back to the Inspired by Neha show. This is episode 11, Triggers Do Not See Age, It Sees Vulnerability. So let's just jump right into it. I want to start off with the basics. What is a trigger? Well, according to Oxford Dictionary, a trigger is an event or situation to happen or exist. But in all honesty, I don't really like that definition because it doesn't make a lot of sense in regards to mental health. So a revamped definition is a trigger towards your mental health is a stressor that can be caused by an action or situation that leads to an adverse or in other words, harmful emotional reaction. The emotional response that comes from a trigger can either be stagnant or stay the same, or it can worsen over time depending on the situation and the environment that the trigger is being set off in. To bring a more visual example to better understand what this looks like is road rage. Road rage is a response to a trigger which can be as simple as someone cutting you off or being stuck in traffic for a long period of time. In order for x to happen, y has to be present. So why is it super important to understand triggers? Well, if triggers are left unattended and they become a part of your unconscious response, it can lead to unhealthy coping mechanisms, Unhealthy behaviors, unhealthy responses, and that essentially can do harm to your overall well-being, not to mention harm to your mental health. So before we continue, I actually want to digress for a moment, and I want you guys all to think about the Titanic. We all know what the Titanic is, right? Yeah? So I want you to visualize that iceberg that caused the Titanic to sink, and what part of that iceberg is what did the damage. Was it the part on the top that everyone could see from the deck and the people that were watching out for it through their binoculars? Or was it the part that was under the water? Let's take a second. Okay. It was the big portion under the water that did the damage that tore it apart. So I now want you to take that analogy and visualize yourself as an iceberg, your brain as that iceberg. Okay. Your conscious thoughts is what you are fully aware of. It's the feelings and the thoughts that you comprehend in the here and now. It's the acknowledgement of its presence in the here and now. For example, the awareness you have towards yourself and the world around you, those are all part of your conscious mind. It's on the surface, hence above the water. Now, Let's think about the bottom of the iceberg, that giant part that goes down super deep, that lives beneath the surface. That is your unconscious mind. This part of your mind is where all of the information that you have been absorbing since the day you were born has been being collected. It's filtering what makes it to the conscious mind and it decides what stays unconscious. It suppresses information. Your unconscious mind is full of feelings, thoughts, urges, memories that we do not consciously think about. This is where pain lives. This is where anxiety is. This is where conflict is. This is where our behaviors and our beliefs stem from. It is the originating factor of where we stem from, what makes us who we are. And the more traumatic one's life experiences has been, the more the unconscious mind will grow deeper and deeper into the water and essentially, quote unquote, hide feelings that are too painful, embarrassing, shameful, or traumatic to face and accept. So now that we have that image in our minds, let's bring it back. So what does this whole conscious and unconscious mind have to do with our triggers? Well, we now know that our behaviors are greatly influenced by our unconscious mind. And just like the name screams it, it's unconscious. We lack the awareness to comprehend that our thoughts, behaviors, and actions are linked. And they influence each other. Therefore, when you are triggered, it is easy to fall into your primitive mind and shut down and go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. When you are faced with a situation or an event that subconsciously feels familiar, for example, let's take it back to the road rage example, the behavior that is displayed is anger, right? The conscious trigger here is that someone cut you off, but the unconscious trigger can be taking you back to a moment in the past or in your childhood when someone disrespected you and you may have allowed it to happen. Following the event, you may have felt deep-rooted anger but along with it, shame and guilt. And you suppressed that negative emotion and told yourself, I want to forget that this ever happened because it's so embarrassing and I feel guilty that I let it happen. But in reality, because you did not deal with the situation and the traumatic experience that happened and you allowed your mind to bury it inside your subconscious, every time you feel disrespected, and even if it's a small little tiny trigger such as, someone cutting you off, your brain sees it as a familiar feeling and it brings you back to that moment in the past where the original traumatic event took over and the shame comes in and says I'm in charge now and displays itself in the form of anger. Crazy, right? When you are triggered, the rationality part of your brain shuts off and the primitive part that is meant only for survival kicks in. And when that happens, it cannot tell the difference between someone cutting you off in traffic or a giant T-Rex chasing you for dinner. See how they are two completely different things? One, you're trying to survive and fend for your life. The other, someone just kind of pissed you off. And that is essentially why developing an awareness to your triggers is extremely important. You want to have the ability to keep the rationality part of your brain online. You want to be able to intercept and say, hey, 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 brain, I'm not in any real danger here. It's okay. We're safe. And the thing about triggers that is super important to understand is that it looks different for every single person. A trigger that one may take mildly or may not bother them at all could be a trigger that someone else takes severely. So it is extremely important to have that mindfulness. There's a common saying that I hear quite often right now is that we're living in an extremely sensitive world. And you know what? That's true. We 100% are because we're in a place in history where we are all evolving and shedding old trauma cycles that have been around for hundreds of years and allowing more room to be ourselves and open up and have those uncomfortable, but important conversations to truly be able to heal. So, in this podcast today, I really wanted to touch on two things. Number one, what to do if you're around someone who is triggered. And number two, how to manage your own triggers. So, let's start off by talking about what to do when you're around someone who's triggered. Firstly, you really need to understand and recognize if this person is encountering a trigger. So, that's step one. If someone is having an intense emotional or physical reaction... Or someone is throwing things and screaming and mind you, this is all out of the blue or they're having a panic attack or a big one that people don't actually realize is a response to triggers is suddenly shutting down. These are all signs that a person may potentially be encountering a trigger. So what you shouldn't do is get triggered in response to the person being triggered because now you have two people that are triggered and it becomes a whole UFC fight, you guys aren't friends anymore, it becomes like a you didn't understand me, yada yada yada, you get the picture. Another thing you shouldn't do is tell a person that they're over-exaggerating or call them crazy because again, what may be mild to you may be severe to them. So what you should in fact do is one, have that awareness that this person is experiencing discomfort so stop the conversation that you were having ask this person are you okay reassure them that they are safe ask them if they want to talk about something else if they're having an extremely panicked episode stop the conversation ask them to do some deep breathing to help reduce the anxiety that maybe the person is experiencing in that moment and most importantly give this person space to feel their emotions Give them that room. Allow them to say what they're feeling. Don't allow them to suppress it back again. If they're not comfortable talking to you about it in that present moment, be with them to maybe call a support person that they are comfortable with or help them find someone that they can talk to, but don't leave them on their own. Obviously, if they want space, that's a different story, but you get my point. Be that supportive person that they need. That might mean you have to stop expressing your own emotions and I get it, if you're venting and having to stop midway can be quite, you know, annoying at times, but if it's helping someone else's well being, then so be it. Secondly, a really important factor that we have to realize is we all like to vent. We all have these social circles that we love. It's very important to have those social social circles and support people to be authentic to and let your emotions out to and just be yourself. But prior to venting or having an extremely emotional conversation, it is always a good idea to ask the other person if they are in the right mind space to have that type of conversation. Because if you don't, then both of you will end up being uncomfortable because they won't want to have the conversation and then you're not going to hear what you want to hear or you're not going to feel supported, which is going to turn around and make you feel triggered. And it's just, it's a lose-lose situation, right? Okay, so let's talk about managing your own triggers. This one is a fun one because now you've got to look in the mirror and admit to yourself that some of your choices probably aren't the best choices for yourself. It is really hard to reflect and take accountability for your own actions, but it is very important for your growth. So the best way to really start building yourself up to manage your own triggers is build an awareness about yourself, understand your mind, understand your body, understand what physical symptoms you feel when you're experiencing an emotional episode. If you're angry, does your tummy rumble up? Does your face get hot? Do you get acne? What is it? What does it look like for you? When you're sad, do you cry? Like, how does your body display emotion? Understand that. Understand the thoughts that come into your mind. This takes time to master. And quite honestly, you never truly 100% master it. It is an ongoing thing that you will experience throughout your life. But... Ultimately, that should be your goal. You want to master it. So you're going to work towards it. You're going to work your butt off towards it. But when you start paying attention to your body's tells, you will be able to recognize when you are getting triggered and then you'll be able to intercept it or walk away or take a break, whatever that's going to look like for you. Number two, rather than falling victim to your trigger, take one step back and reflect. I get it, we're human. I fall victim to it too. Sometimes our triggers get the best of us and we really honestly cannot control ourselves in that moment and that is okay. If that happens to you, please, please, please show yourself some compassion, forgiveness, take accountability for your actions and repair any damages you've left. Don't hide from it. Don't let the shame and guilt come and take over. Because then you're enabling that behavior and getting stuck in a cycle and suppressing the emotion. And it's going to come back tenfold. And also remember to learn from it. Reflect back when you're calm and analyze the situation. What happened? What feelings were you going through that made you fall victim to your trigger? Numero trois. Give yourself some space to acknowledge your feelings and allow yourself room to Feel those feelings. Maybe you've been running yourself super thin with work and home and you just need a break and you're just burnt out. Burnout can cause you to be easily irritable, which can cause you to easily get triggered. Give yourself some space. Prioritize that self-care. Prioritize that me time. Take a break when you need to, to avoid yourself experiencing that burnout that can lead to getting triggered on and on and on. Number four, reflect. Ask yourself the questions that you need to ask. Why are you feeling this way? Why are you reacting in the way that you do? What's the cause? Is it related to a point in my childhood? Am I burned out? What is causing these emotional reactions? And if need be, get professional help to help you in any way they can. There's Nothing wrong with needing professional help. Sometimes things are way beyond our control and it's good to have a third person come in and help us come back to the road that we need to be on. And my last little bit of wisdom is every time you feel a negative emotion, challenge it with a positive action or an affirmation. This is extremely powerful because you are now training your brain to get out of this negative cycle that it's stuck in and start focusing on the cup being half full rather than half empty breaking out of a negative trigger cycle can be tough i'm going to be honest with you it can be very tough and it can be exhausting but as the title of this podcast says triggers don't wait for you to turn a certain age they look for situations when you are most vulnerable but with that being said there is always an opportunity to grow to heal, and to become a better version of yourself. But on that note, I'm going to end this podcast today. If you got value from this episode, please leave a comment and let me know what your biggest takeaway from this podcast was. If you have any curiosity in regards to managing your own triggers and would like support, please send me a message on any of my social platforms. My handle is inspired by Neha. Or you can contact me on my website, www.inspiredbyneha.com. I wish you all a wonderful weekend. Thank you for tuning in this long and letting me take 16 minutes of your time. And we will talk soon. Bye now.